This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by a brilliant group of entrepreneurs who develop software in healthcare and run sort of healthcare businesses. They'll explain it far better than I can. We're joined today by Ryan Reed, who's, who is the founder of this set of organizations, which are Intent and Staff Garden and some others. Uh, we're also joined by the, the president of Intent, Eric Kupferberg, uh, and as well as one of the leaders at Staff Garden, Brian Card. And they're going to talk a little bit about what they do, how they do it, some of the impact they've had. We'll talk a little bit about vaccines in San Francisco and the monkeypox outbreak, outbreak uh, urgent care, what they've done there, some of the other issues they work through. Before we go too far, Ryan, why don't you take a moment to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Nate Query and your organization. And then we'll also ask Eric and Brian to introduce themselves. We'll have you with us for about 10, 15 minutes, and we'll give the audience a good sense of what you're doing and some of the issues you're watching in healthcare. Great. Ryan, go ahead and introduce yourself. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Scott. So my name is Ryan Reed. I'm one of the founders of NetQuarry. Uh, NetQuarry owns uh, two companies. Uh, one's called Intend and one is called Staff Garden. Um, we started as a software platform company. Uh, that means we build software that helps people build software. Uh, when we uh, started both of these companies, we were no longer selling platform. We started in with a completely different idea. Uh, it probably makes sense to me just to give you a sort of an overview of sort of what these two companies do. Uh, so we started Staff Garden earlier. Uh, this has been, we're I think in our seventh year of Staff Garden. Uh, we started Staff Garden initially as a what we thought would be sort of an online headless vendor management system and basically what the idea was is that we were going to allow hospitals to come to us and advertise and pick a nurse and hire that nurse as a temp it turns out there's exactly zero hospitals that wanted that we quickly pivoted that company into being a digital marketing platform um, and along the way got asked to start building some software on top of our technology, on top of this platform related to Staff Garden at one of our customers who was successful. And that software has become the center of what we do, really focuses on the idea of helping hospitals manage clinical success. And that starts with professional advancement, uh, does competency, peer reviews, those kinds of things, tracking residency, and that's Staff Garden today. So we worry about clinical success. Um, and then, in, yep. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Tell us about intent. And I want to come back to one of the concepts you had. Then I want to, then I want to get Eric and Brian involved in a moment. But Ryan, tell us about intent and what intent does. Okay. So intent is a basically a, a, a health record system for mainly for providers who are not in the business yet of providing services. So we built this platform uh, at the at the middle of the pandemic to help mostly independent pharmacies become service providers for COVID testing and vaccines. Now that's grown quite a bit from a service perspective into being a full-blown EHR platform that allows independent pharmacies and clinics and clinic systems and other providers like that to perform medical services to their patients. 
And, and that's a fascinating perspective. There's so much of what you said that's fascinating. One of the concepts is when you say providers that aren't already providers, at first one scratches their head, and then they immediately understand what you're talking about. There's so many pharmacies that are out there that at least originally weren't also providing vaccines, that weren't doing providing a service. They were just filling pharmaceuticals, and all of a sudden they become providers, and there's probably, you know, I'm seeing examples of that exact thing. Fascinating. The other thing you said, now I just want to talk to you about this, one moment as an entrepreneur, you said originally we intended to do this with this company, then it quickly morphed into this as we understood what the market needed. Talk for one moment, because so many of our listeners are not just hospitals and health systems, but they're also technology companies, people trying to develop technology companies or other kinds of, of, of businesses. This concept of pivoting to get the product fit, product market fit. Can you take one moment on that, Ryan, and then I want to turn it over to Brian and Eric. Can you take one moment on sort of pivoting to find product market fit and how important that is to have, as an entrepreneur to have eyes opened to make those pivots? Great. Thanks. I, I think that my, you know, my background is, is a software engineer and, and my partner, Cam Woods, also the same. Our customers originally have always been the users of our products that we developed. Right? So when we started Staff Garden initially, and we thought we knew what the market needed and we built that. And we built it based on some other experience we had. Uh, but the only way software works is if people use it. You can have really great software if nobody uses it, it's terrible, right? So, and what we found in the past 15 years or so of doing these sorts of things is that the better job you do at software, the more people want you to do. So, you know, they, they find out today that you guys have a, oh, look, you have a digital marketing platform and that's great. That helps us. But you know what we really need is this. And so our ability to solve people's problems really is how we discovered the product and how it fit in the market. Hope that answers. And, and you have to be, and you have, no, no, but you have to be close enough to your market, having enough discussions with their customers where, where they where they start to share things and you hear them and connect dots, right? I mean, you just can't, it doesn't mm -hmm. happen from, it almost doesn't happen from internet research. You actually have to talk to people, talk to customers, understand what they need. They have that understanding, don't you? I mean, we we have to talk, yeah, well, we, we build software for our customers. I mean, we didn't, you know, obviously we have to get started a little before they may get involved, but, you know, our customers, the first customer on our clinical ladder, our professional advancement product, for example, uh, had certain ideas that they wanted to solve. They gave us a bunch of documents. This is what we're doing today. We translate that into software, and that was four or five years ago. And today, the functionality is considerably larger than it was at the time. When we started Intend, for example, all we really cared about was how many COVID tests can we get through in a, in a single day? We, we were in one month doing almost a million tests a month. And this was obviously bad for the whole world, but we had to figure that out. Now we're figuring out how do we get independent pharmacies frequently only seeing one or two patients a day, but how do we get them to deliver services and get paid? Thank you very, very much. And Eric, let me turn to you. Have you talk, both introduce yourself, and then they'd like to talk to you about a couple topics on the intent side, and then I'll do the same thing with Brian on the staff garden side, if that's okay. Eric, can you take a moment and introduce yourself? Sure, Scott. Thank you. I'm Eric Kupferberg. I'm the president of Intend. I oversee all of the departments within the organization, but my main focus is with working with our partners and customers to help grow the brand and make our uh, implementation successful. 
Thank you very, very much. And there, there's a number of topics that we've at least touched on, sort of how in 10 served San Francisco during the monkeypox outbreak, how in 10 works with smaller pharmacies, sometimes smaller urgent care facilities to make them more agile, how people go about thinking about good ideas, integrate software. So this, to people that are not software engineers, this seems like so complex. And to people particularly of minds that are not computer native, it seems that so complex, but, but every day people are doing it and doing it great. Talk a little bit about some of those things, Eric, just, uh, you know, sort of how great software can make a smaller player able to compete better, and also how Intend worked with San Francisco during the monkeypox outbreak. Sure. I'll uh, hit the monkeypox thing first. Is uh, In the summer of last year, when the monkeypox was first announced, like the, the break outbreak in around July, our customers in Northern California were one of the first to receive vaccinations but they didn't have a system in place to be able to set up to do the administration, the reporting, the uh, inventory management with the state and the distributors. And so in a matter of days in working with our pharmacists up there, we were able to develop the plans, the procedures, the forms, the, you know, the patient intake forms, the reporting that was necessary to the state. And for example, one of our customers in Sacramento Pucci's Pharmacy was able to administer over 5,000 vaccines in the first week. So to date, they've done tens of thousands of uh, monkeypox vaccinations and about 50,000 other types of vaccinations, mo mostly around COVID vaccinations. But similar story for our customers in San Francisco and throughout the rest of California. Fascinating. Talk a little bit about taking ideas and converting them into software for customers it seems so critical. Everybody's got problems to solve, and that's really what you're doing. Talk about what that process looks like. Customer comes to you, has an issue, or you're working with the customer, they need to develop something new. How does that look? What does that process look like of working with customers, providers, and so forth as they're trying to make adjustments to develop software for specific problems? So here's a perfect example. Great question. Um, we have a, a partner of ours, uh, Exer Urgent Care, that runs 32 locations. They're an urgent care in mainly the Los Angeles area. And they had an issue where they wanted to embark on a digital transformation to provide a better customer patient experience and improve their entire workflow. So they, they embarked on this project, contacted us, and we were able to, you know, in a matter of months, provide, you know, an entire platform for them to manage all of their patients from scheduling and all of the communications back and forth, as well as insurance verification. And so it's been a real big game changer for them. They, with a system like Intend, a relatively small provider, they only have 32 locations. They now have an internet presence equal to some of the largest health providers in the country. From a patient experience, the uh, the rate of communication, the accuracy of the data that's providing, that's flowing around, the reporting to the state that's required. So all in all, for you know, relatively quick implementation, a urgent care center that has 32 locations is able to have the appearance of a much larger organization. And, and be able to operate as a much larger organization with great software platform. And, and, Correct. And, and Brian... Talk to us a little bit about Staff Garden and that business and, and where the core focus is there. And also, Brian, take a moment and introduce yourself. 
Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks. I appreciate it. Um, Brian Card, VP at Staff Garden. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting as a startup. Um, you, you you can say you're you're a VP over one particular area, but but everybody knows that you you're pretty much over everything. Uh, my primary focus, honestly, is is the success of our customers. Um, and you know, and if we look at you know sort of our initial customer, as Ryan alluded to earlier, you know, uh, a decent sized facility. They started with 180 nurses in their program, and and they're up to 700. You know, we start with one facility and we're, and we're up to 800 facilities and we're really changing how organizations are engaging their nurse population with technology. And, and especially post-COVID, it's been um, critical for these organizations to engage and grow and retain their nursing population. And, uh, and the software has been instrumental in, in many organizations doing just that. Thank you. And talk about it just for a moment. How Staff Garden grew, and what are the biggest priorities of Staff Garden today? Yeah, you know, customer success continues to be uh, obviously one of our largest initiatives. Um, how we grew, uh, a, probably a lot of grit, obviously. You know, if, if we think about our pivot that we made, you know, prior to the pandemic, it, it was, you know, it was a, it was a lot of effort, and obviously getting organizations to focus on on retention and growth during the pandemic. Uh, Post-pandemic, and if we could say we're post-pandemic, uh, we're, we're focused on obviously, um, you know, enterprise systems, helping them uh, expand utilization of these clinical advancement programs. Um, the, the, the addition of, of new features that we have around peer review and competency assessment and, and new nurse onboarding is providing one single platform uh, for nursing organiz organizations to be able to track, approve, and really evaluate their clinical staff uh, much faster than they have in the past. Okay, I just wanted to add, the interesting thing in healthcare is that that clinical advancement is, is something that's been around since the, the early 70s, this idea of taking a clinician, mainly nursing, and moving them up the ladder, making them more competent, sort of a novice nurse to an expert nurse. And th that's something that's fairly unique to sort of healthcare as sort of an institution. It's a very large group of people that are doing this, right? The, the interesting thing that happened after the, you know, during the, and after the pandemic is this, this has become incredibly important today where, you know, three years ago, for example, we were talking to different sorts of organizations about it who were more of the teaching organization kind of people, you know, sort of the fancier hospitals in the world. Now, literally everyone wants to do this program. And because not only do they want the quality associated with it, but clinical advancement programs in hospitals allow the hospitals to pay their employees more. So it's actually a bonus to participate in these programs, which is something very unusual. This doesn't exist in education today, doesn't exist in engineering. It exists in healthcare, and we find that really interesting. And that's one of the drivers of why we've, you know, why we're so busy. <laughs> no, thank you. And it's a, it's literally a fascinating suite of companies that you guys have all developed. I'm going to ask each of you the, the following question, and it really goes to. And I'll start with Ryan. What are you most focused on and excited about this year? I'll ask you each to spend about 30 seconds to a minute. Um, what are you most focused and excited about this year, Ryan? I'll start with you, and then go to Eric and, and Brian as well. Ryan, I mean, we're really excited in both companies in that we're we're working with some organizations that are going to dramatically sort of 
change the, the, the impact of what we're doing. In other words, we're working with organizations that are going to take us from, you know, a, a million procedures to 5 million procedures and in 10. And we're working with organizations that are going to take us from, you know, the current 100,000 nurses that we're worried about to 500,000 nurses. So I think that the, we got to manage that growth and we're a startup and, you know, there's, there's aspects to managing growth that are maybe not in some startups mentality. And some of this is we're learning as we go along. So, but I'm super excited about the idea of, you know, having more impact on people. Thank you very, very much. Fantastic. And you call yourself a startup, but you've been at this for several, several years with great success. And I love that mentality of, well, we're always a startup because we're always trying to get better and always trying to improve what we do. Eric, talk about what you're most focused on this year and excited about. Yes, I'm most excited about being able to provide this platform and service so that the public has an alternative to where to go when they need routine medical care. Currently, if you're if you have like potential symptoms of strep throat and you want to get in to go see your primary care doctor, most likely you're waiting you know, multiple days to a week to get an appointment to go in to see them, or you need to have the expense of going to an urgent care at that point. What, we're, what we provide our pharmacy uh, customers is the ability for their patients to walk into their local pharmacist, have a rapid diagnostic test for strep. Um, at that time, you know, they're, all of their intake and insurance information has is, is been completed. Click a couple buttons and have a telemedicine appointment, a video call with a physician that's part of our network have the physician you know, do the screening, do the interview, and then write a prescription for that patient for like erythromycin or something else. And it'd be directed right through the pharmacy system. So that patient has a single place to go for routine services, their local pharmacist where they have a relationship, they can get in, get what they need and get out. And that's all within a couple hours. Um, that's a game changer for providing you know, immediate healthcare services to the public when there's a gigantic shortage of primary care doctors to do these types of routine services. No, so, so well stated and that gigantic shortage is going to continue and get exasperated. So finding ways to get to the right person is, is so important. The right clinic, the right urgent care facility, the right pharmacy, whatever it might be, the right person. So, so important. Well, and, and Brian, let me turn it to you. Where are you most focused and excited this year? Well, I think, where we've come from and and sort of what our partners are saying about what we're doing, their willingness to talk to other individuals about the success that they've had. Um, I, I, I think we're the uh, we're, we're kind of the unknown thought leader in this space at, at this point. So what I'm excited about is is expanding our voice and and obviously growth, right? Uh, growth is is uh, very important to us this year. Uh, but some of the partnerships that we're forming with some, well-known, you know, professional nursing organizations and clinical institutions across the country. I think what people are going to start to experience is uh, the same success that our that our current partners have. So we're we're looking forward to to a tremendous year. And then lastly, you know, the success of our customers uh, is always top of mind. Thank you very much. I, I want to thank Ryan, Eric, and Brian, two companies. Intend and Staff Garden, and then the parent company that Ryan founded and co-founded and ran, and that query. Thank you, folks, so much for joining us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. It's, it's so interesting to me to see a software engineer 
build out this suite of companies and what you're doing and the leadership of Eric and Brian as well. Thank you folks so much for taking the time with us today. Just fascinating. Thank you very much. Thank you, Scott. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate your time, Scott.